We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I like right. how all of you have ev- edited those. Uh, I, I would like it on the record that I was the first one to do that. Oh, well, you, you, what, are you sensitive about a little the bit. other guys doing it? Because I heard Earnshaw do it last Earnshaw week. Earnshaw did it last week. Tyre already did it. That was in response to this week last year when I did the top five at five. Oh, well, I guess... ja- Jack's first top five at five back, I was the number one person he soured on, and his his whole claim was like, it has my name in it, give a little respect. Well, so then I stuck my own name in it. You're shocking. Jack was offended you took out his name. Well, so I, I, so, you know, I did that back in February. I and now everyone else is doing it. Of all the open, uh, of all the, the varying opens, though, I got to say, I think I like tires better. I like the tiger sound you effect. You like the tiger sound effect? Yes. I don't have an animal sound effect, like a, bu- a buzzing bee, maybe? Maybe that's what you, maybe you should, you should I do Should I edit that. that in? You should. All right, I'll, I'll take that into account. Maybe I'll do that for the rest of the week. Top five at five with Dan Wilson, talking a lot about Jalen Hurts, whether he should play this week, whether he should not. Certainly a notable injury. Also, the injuries to Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox seems like We've been talking about a lot of notable Eagles injuries here late in the season at this time of year in recent memory. And throughout the course of my lifetime, it got me thinking about the most memorable injuries in Philadelphia sports of my lifetime, effectively since the year 2000. I was born in 97. So in this century, the most memorable Philadelphia sports injuries in Philadelphia sports. At number five, we're going to start with Joel Embiid. The broken foot that sidelined him for not one, but two seasons before he ever played a game for the 76ers. He, of course, then only went on to play, what, 31 games in his third season. Was one of the most memorable, most talked about injuries ever. A lot of people thought this guy would never turn out to anything. Still a lot of, you know, debate as to whether he can stay healthy for a title run. But a lot of people thought we'd never see this guy on the floor for after those two seasons. That was one of the most memorable Philadelphia sports injuries of my lifetime. And I can't believe coming up on 10 years here. Yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid, uh, you're right, Dan. I mean, for a long time, it looked like we were never going to see him on the floor for a sustainable period of time. And, uh, I mean, there's obviously still uh, more he needs to accomplish. But, um, you know, considering where we were a few years ago, uh, pretty good the career he's had. I would agree. At number four, going to go with another Philadelphia 76ers big man that I, you know, essentially credit with the final domino to fall, essentially responsible for why the process started with the Philadelphia 76ers. Andrew Bynum, arthritis in his knees, and then he re-injured, you remember, in an incident at Lucky Strike while he was bowling. That guy never played a single game for the Philadelphia 76ers. They acquired him in 2012. He spent a year here. I remember going to his return in November of 2013 when he returned with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I was at that game, too. I might have seen you then. Oh, how about that? Yeah, that, I mean, the Bynum sucks chance for something else. This is a guy who was one of the best, like, regarded as, one of the better big men in all of that basketball. That trade was a four-team blockbuster, involved Dwight Howard, Andre Iguodala leaving the Sixers, uh, going to the Denver Nuggets. If you were to guess right now, how old would you guess Andrew Bynum is today? Obviously been out of the league for a little bit here. 37? 35. Like, 35. That's how he went from being like a young star to just falling off the face of the earth in absolutely no time, effectively after that. So what are you saying? You're old when you're 35? Buzz? An NBA year? No, okay. I'm saying that you would okay. expect him to be older, actually. Well, I'm 35. So. I, I know you're 35. Okay. In NBA years, I, 
first of all, NBA years work different than like real people years. Right. And number two is for as long as it felt like he was a good player in the NBA, you would expect him to be older. I was so excited when they made that trade. I thought Bynum was going to be was going to be uh, basically what Joel Embiid has become. I thought Bynum was that kind of a player. We all did. I mean, most of us did anyway. Yeah. Like we thought that was the turn of the franchise. It turned out that they needed the tank after that, and then they got Joel Embiid. To your point. At number three, uh, the earliest Philly sports memory, earliest Philly sports injury memory that I really have of this type of notoriety, it was, was of course in the 2004 Super Bowl run. Terrell Owens breaking his foot. I rem- I pulled up an article of it today. It was in that Dallas game in December, and they thought the only chance he had to return was if the Eagles ran the table in the playoffs and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. He of course did come back, and so. That you know, that's how Terrell Owens got his way back, but certainly a notable injury nonetheless. I thought it was his knee. I thought it was. I thought he tore a ligament in his knee. Am I misremembering? I'm not sure. Maybe I. Well, maybe I, I'll double check that. I, I thought. Mean, it was, bottom line, he hurt his leg, and it was an amazing return. It was an amazing return, and he he came back and played. It, or it crippled in the Super Bowl. That Super Bowl performance still one of the most amazing performances I've seen of a Philadelphia athlete. I mean. Uh, Nick Foles, obviously, a few years ago, the Super Bowl the Eagles won. But T.O. was so good in that game. And, hey, I love Donovan McNabb. I am the biggest Donovan McNabb defender in town. I can't defend Donovan for the Super Bowl. He had a bad bad night. Uh, we're both technically incorrect. No. It appears to be a torn ligament in his right ankle. Oh, okay. Well, so that's there, closer there to the foot than the knee, I think. Though. You, but you, I, I put it right. his foot. I'll take the L. At number two, this this injury really killed me. Middle school buzz watching his Philadelphia Phillies, maybe one of the teams I got most into ever, 2011, playing the St. Louis Cardinals. The series ends. Ryan Howard tears his Achilles. That one was a backbreaker. Yeah, that was very upsetting. And really, I mean, that that symbolized the end of an era. It really did, all in that one moment. In one play. Like, literally, the series ended on that. It, I've never seen anything more symbolic. And then of course, they didn't go back to the playoffs for 11 years until they went to the World Series this season. Yep. Well, the, the, at least the wait was worth it. That's for sure. And number one, I don't th- I don't know if it's even debatable, but the most memorable Philadelphia sports injury of my lifetime, maybe ever, Carson Wentz tears his ACL against the Los Angeles Rams, misses a Super Bowl run, Nick Foles comes in, first Super Bowl title in Philadelphia Eagles history. Who could ever? We'll be talking about that until the end of time. Happy memory there. Happy injury. Well, it turned out to be. It wasn't happy that day. Yeah, I, and uh, a good top five of five, Buzz. I enjoyed it. I do got to say, as you bring up Nick Foles, though, man, that was sad watching him last night. I mean, Tough he, spot, he, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, t- Jeff Saturday, just like that whole Colts organization is is a joke. I mean, Frank Reich um, needs to be just, just laughing his ass off sitting at home, where his ass is probably literally falling off. He's laughing so hard. But um, collecting a check, exactly. But Nick Foles, man, he just he just doesn't look like he has it anymore. I think it's time. It might be time for Nick to just hang it up, come back, be an honorary Philadelphia Eagle. You know, trot him out like the Flyers tried out the Watsons every year, and just uh, you know, go ahead and do that. Yeah, but Nick Foles won. <laughs> right, true. like like Flyers, the Flyers tried out plenty of old time players who didn't win anything. Right. Nick Foles is the only Super Bowl MVP in the city's history think it's a little different yeah and no one expected him to be yeah I just man that that was just a terrible 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 game last night in the primetime games man I think I know it's hard because of you know changing days the NFL needs to do something about being able to flex every primetime game 
Because these games this year have just been awful. Like, every primetime game, I feel like, is just terrible football. I understand they'd never do it because they want, like, there's different TV contract rules. But wouldn't it be cool in, like, some hypothetical world if, like, Sunday Night Football every week was picked, like, basically the way college game day is? Yeah. Like, they, they decide it, like, weekly based upon who the best game is. Like, it feels like we're, we're going to get there one day. Just get the best product on TV. They don't care about moving days and stuff like that for the convenience of ticket holders anyway. Just put the best product on TV. But the the problem is that there are a lot of weeks that aren't even good games. Like the game they just flexed into Sunday Night Football was Ravens Steelers this week. I mean, that's not even a great game. It's just like there's nothing else really to put in there. So that, uh, the best game is Monday Night, the Bengals and the and the Bills. But um, yeah, just hasn't been a good year uh, with primetime football. And last night, d- d- tough to watch Nick Foles. That's for play. sure. And should mention uh, Mike Angelina, who is our studio assistant here today. Uh, does mention the Watson brothers each won two cups, so who cares? That is twice as much as Foles. I was more so alluding to yeah. There are a lot of Flyers alumni who are trotted out every year who have not won anything. Yeah, I mean, give me give me a break. I mean, people talk talk about the Flyers cups. You know, I'd say the vast majority. You think Nick Foles will be trotted out forty years from now? Probably, but rightfully so. Rightfully like, so. Hopefully, the, they've won another Super Bowl by then. Right. I mean, the, the the vast majority of our listening audience right now, I don't think you know remembers those Flyers Cup runs. Do you think WIP listening audience 40 years from now will remember the Eagles Super Bowl run? Well, I, yeah. I, well, maybe not everybody. Maybe not. It depends who's around. But so what? So wouldn't that be the same thing as people remembering the Cup run 40 years later? Yeah, maybe. I just, I just... Is there just a Flyers thing with you? Yeah, pretty much. I got it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.